developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Kev, do you remember where we were five years ago? Five years ago to the day, we were sitting on my bathroom floor because I just face-planted off a scale. Uh, and you were about to implode your life and career on national television. It was such a low moment. You know, it just felt like every door was shutting on us and shutting out all of the light, just like after Dad. But like, look at us now. We, we each have two healthy, beautiful kids. Careers we never imagined. If the world stopped for the bad stuff, then, then everything would be dark. But the world keeps going so we can find that crack of light on the other side of the door, you know? We have found the light before, big brother. I will find it again. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. We're tuning in from Providence, Rhode Island. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. Oh, my name is Blake, and we are back podcasting live about This Is Us. Mary still is keeping the uh, tradition of not getting the intro right. Uh, if you are a listener of our The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake podcast, that, that's an ongoing uh, drama. You know, I've got my hands full. For those of you just yes. listening on a podcast, I've got a, a little lass who had had a shot today who is yeah. not feeling her best. So I've got my hands kind of <laughs> I know. full at the moment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just ad-libbing. But we are here and we are so incredibly excited to be Watching one of our favorite shows, uh, you know, our favorite show on network television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. By far. And uh, just to be podcasting about it, to be joining in a live discussion. It's been so long. It has been quite a long time. I think, uh, geez, when did, when did This Is Us season five was it October? I mean, it's really hard. Time the past two years yeah, it's just, has not oh, it's been all... normal. I feel like I'm Hermione and I've used my time turner way too many times. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been wild. And there really is something special when you get to participate in a discussion of a show live. Yeah. And so we are just so blessed. And if you listening to this right now, have a friend, have a family member, uh, someone who in your life watches This Is Us as well. I want you to share this podcast with them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are listening or joining us in the live stream, you could take a screenshot of your phone screen right now, pop it in your stories, say, you know, check out Mary and Blake and This Is Us Too. Let them know about us. Let them know that every Wednesday we come together live Mm -hmm. on Facebook um, and YouTube and we 
talk about the show together. And I think it's a really cool thing, especially I feel like we're all going to need it. It's only going to be a group therapy session this year. So in addition to podcasting about This Is Us, Blake and I have a slew of other podcasts. You could find them at maryandblake.com. We are currently podcasting also about Harry Potter and The Last Kingdom on Netflix. And later this spring, our Outlander podcast, Outlander Cast, will be back in, in full gear as well as Bridgerton. So we're going to have a really busy spring. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's what we got. Also, remember to join our Facebook group. It's exclusive just for uh, Mary and Blake fans. If you look it up, it's just Mary and Blake on Facebook. You'll see the page and the group. You don't want to miss out on the group because there's a lot of cool, fun, nerdy stuff happening there. There's a there. lot of cool, fun, nerdy people in there. Marvin, do you got a story that you want to share uh, for today? Oh, gosh. You know, I did. And when I was watching the show, I was like, this is going to be my story. And I just completely blanked on it. Okay. Holy flipping smokes. I totally had one, too. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, do you? Uh, well, I mean, yes and no, I suppose. I will say, all right. We, oh, I did have. I know what my oh, story okay. is. All right, I, it came fair. back. All right, there you go. I'm now, going now through the big three. I'm going through the big three, and I'm thinking, okay, which one of them did I relate to this episode? I don't know if anybody else ever has that moment. Sure. Um, but generally, I relate to Randall. Um, and so, oh, yeah. You know, uh, we we joke a lot about Randall in this household and how I align way too much with him. So several years ago, Blake and I were at a best of Rhode Island party oh. downtown in Providence. Oh, I know this story. And we were with, you know, all these people in the state, you know, the best restaurant owners, the best yoga instructors. I mean, all these different people. And it was mm -hmm. the who's who and the creme de la creme of the state. And we had a great time, ate, drank, and were merry, dressed up to the nines, wearing stiletto heels, which as a woman who was five. 11. I rarely do, but I rocked those heels. I rocked that outfit. And um, Blake and I were, were heading back to our car, and it's late at night. And, you know, like so many cities, you don't want to be hanging out at night, you know, just hanging out, but we were, and walking to our car. And suddenly, this gentleman who was obviously uh, under the influence of something mm -hmm. drove on up to us in his car and was swerving all over the place. And he goes, Hey, hey. Where's the hospital? And Blake's like, Mary, just keep walking. Keep walking. Don't talk to him. And I said, I can't. This guy's in need. So I go up to his window and I say, excuse me, sir, what do you need? And he ended saying, uh, I need the veterans hospital. I need, where's the VA? And I told him, okay, you're going to have to go up this street and then take a right. And I said, actually, sir, we're, you're going to follow us. And oh. Blake, that's the sound he made. That is the sound my husband made. And I said, Blake, let's go. I took, took off the stilettos. We ran to our car, which was nearby. And I told Blake which way to go. My mom's a vet, so I know where the vet's hospital is in their, in Providence. And we made sure this guy followed us. And, um, we brought him all the way to the, the hospital. I pointed him in and made sure he was okay. And, um, yeah, as we drove home, Blake was like, this is why, Mary, you're a good person. And I'm not because I'm afraid of people like that, just, mm -hmm. you know, on something and, freaking out and yelling but to me I just saw this person in need and I think also too like as soon as he said he needed the VA I was like oh I'm done I'm yeah. done I will do whatever I can well the VA part of it yes yeah. so as soon as I heard that I was like oh okay I, I get it but like initially and it most, doesn't matter if they're my, a vet or not my default setting is not my chair not my problem and and I'm sorry, but you got your own issues I got my own issues you take care of you I take care of me that's how it goes 
And Mary is not that kind of person. She is a very true Gryffindor. You're a wizard, Harry. Whereas I'm the perfect Slytherin. So for all of you Harry Potter nerds, you we get got that. You. So thank you, Mary, for sharing that story. All right, you ready to get into the episode? We are Randall and Beth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm I would have picked door number two as well on my I birthday. Know. I know. <laughs> oh. Okay. There's 0.0 <laughs> chance Mary ever pick, picks door number Blake. <laughs> Never. Not I w- once. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show, shall we? We shall. All right, guys, welcome back. This is the premiere of season six, episode 601, entitled The Challenger. We know why, because it focused on uh, the, the Challenger and how it exploded in 1986, that horrible, horrible, horrible unfortunate accident uh, at that time. Uh, and it was directed by, of course, Ken Olin, who is the number one primary A director for This Is Us uh, for the past number of seasons. And it is written by none other than the show creator and sh- co-showrunner, Dan Fogelman. Those two have written and directed so many episodes of this show and other TV shows. I'm not going to list them here. You can do that on your own time. Uh, if you want to find out what they have uh, written and directed, uh, respectively, until then, you're just going to have to take my word. They've directed and written a billion episodes of This Is Us. And that is that. Marvin, let's do it right now. Here your, we go. Your lemonade rating All for right. this episode. So for those of you who are new to This Is Us too, or maybe it's just been so long since you've listened to this podcast that you forget, we like to rate each episode on a scale of one to five. Yes. And we kind of hearken it back all the way to episode one with some, you know, lemonades. And so... And this, and this is, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. The, the the scale is based on this particular show. So if five would this, be the best episode or five plus would be the best episode of this particular show. We're not comparing it to other shows. It's just a sliding scale for This Is Us. I'm sorry. Continue, my life. Oh, thank you. And for those of you watching live, let us know your ratings. I'm giving this episode a 4.65 lemonades. Okay. Anything that you want to say that just that how it makes you feel or why. Or... It felt good to be back. Yeah. I did not need any Charmin. Um, yep. So that's why it's a little on the lower scale, but I also think it's just, you know, I think I'm working out the kinks of, of getting back in the, the This Is Us motion. It's still very high. 4.65, that's still a an A, a solid A, even, yeah. a, you know, in the A-plus range. Um, but... It's just, it's not the strongest premiere that I've watched. Yep. So, um, but nothing terrible, still still super great. I would agree with you that it's not the strongest premiere that this show has ever given. Uh, a lot of the our uh, current uh, live watchers right now, the ratings are all over the places between fives and fours and fours and a halves and threes. And there's a lot, 4.7s. Uh, for me, I'm giving this one a 4.2. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was... Um, <sighs> Very theme-driven and calm and muted, and I like that. Uh, it was good to get back. It, it's like putting on a good old pair of pants. It is. You know, it's just like, okay, those pants fit, and you forget how good those pants feel. 
um, I mean, if you haven't worn them in a long time. Uh, I'm not putting on any pants I haven't worn in a long time, Blake. <laughs> in case you haven't known, I've been in pajamas for two years. Uh, that's so. true. That's a good point. Uh, you know, for me, yeah, it's you know, it is what it is. I I, I enjoyed it. The, the, this is us knows its characters and. I, well, I'll, I'll hold on to that for a little bit. Okay. Uh, what do you got for your GBG, Marvin? You're good, you're bad, and you're great. All right. So my good for this episode was just back to seeing what This Is Us does so beautifully, flashing back and forth from between different time zones. You know, mm-hmm. so bad, flashing back from the 80s to the modern day. Um, it just, it's good to be back. It's good to be back with This Is Us. It, it made me feel like how you feel on the first day of school when yeah. you come back from summer vacation and you forgot what it smelled like in the school. And it smells weird in schools. Always let's be smells real. weird. But, but it kind of is nostalgic. It smells like a weird mixture of like tater tots and like thoughts. That's what it smells like. <laughs> okay, well, your school was really gross. But no, it just, you know, just the familiar, familiar, whatever, you know, I'm trying to say that word. Um, you know, it was just good to be back. Good to be back. Yep. And my bad, which is such a petty bad, but I got to do it because I've said it before. My bad is the coming up next week on This Is Us. You want to know why? Why? Hashtag who are they? I don't care about Malik. I don't care about Sally. Why am I spending a whole episode in the final season going to Boston and going to see Sally? I Well, you know, I think I got a good reason why you don't care about Malik. Because there, it's there's no chance that their relationship lasts this distance. Between the two. Right? Okay. Well, we'll we'll delve into that, but okay. that's my bad. All right. Fair enough. And then my great is Caboose. Oh, yes. The feelings that I was able to get from the single word Caboose. Oh, yeah. I I went through it with Rebecca. I sat there saying, Caboose, Rebecca, Caboose. Yeah. And you can, Mandy Moore did such a beautiful job in all of those yeah. scenes of trying to get the word and show it's in, showing it's on her tongue. And you wanted to yell it for her. Mm-hmm. And when she finally screamed it, or, you know, when she was upset, but then when she finally said it, you know, later that night next to Miguel, you had this weird feeling for her, like you did it. And also, wow. Oh, you did it. That's not good. <laughs> you know, so just the word caboose bringing in so many emotions. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is I, I, a lot of people have said this, and I think there have been some memes created out of it, which is there's never you, you're never more close like to the feeling of being a ghost than when somebody on a podcast can't remember a word and you're <laughs> screaming it at them. And you're like, it's this. It's caboose. Um, but in it's in, in for this particular case, I was getting that feeling with Rebecca as she's trying to remember that word caboose. And I, I'm sure like all of you, uh, was, was thinking, oh my God, this is so helpless. I know this word. Why can't Rebecca just hear me? We've all been there. Much like how, when most of you probably listen to Mary and I, and I'm an idiot and forget some random word, you're like, Blake, come on, bro. No wonder why you got an 1100 on your SATs. Um, so yeah, that is that. Uh, for my good, uh, in my GBG, it, it's gotta be, you know, the beginning montage. I mean, that beginning montage, the birthdays, the birthdays and, uh, and, Showing where all the characters, how they've come, 
uh, and how far they've come and how far they've gone uh, from their beginning, uh, from the premiere, the pilot, the way that they showed them. Uh, you know, Kevin with the the models and and, and partying, and Kate with the uh, with the food in the fridge, and Randall getting the birthday in his office, and. And then showing the opposite of that, where they are now, whether it is Randall getting the getting his birthday in his bedroom with his family bringing him the cake or Kate bringing or getting food for her children or uh, Kevin even taking care of his twins in the garage. Uh, it's really a great visual cue and, a, and, a, and an impressive storytelling device to give you a very brief summary of where they were and where they are now and getting us back into the flow of this is us. So I really liked that. My bad. It's hard for me to care about. It's hard for me to care. It's hard for me to care. Sorry. You know what? This is the first one of the season. Your cousin from Boston. It's hard for me to care about the guy that robbed Randall. And it's hard for me to care about what's going on there. And it's not because I don't care about that guy. It's because Randall turns around and t- says to Beth, this thing ruined me for two years. It's It's been like the biggest event in our family's life. And I'm not saying that it's not, but the show has given us no indication that it has been the biggest event in their life for the past two years. It just happened and then everyone moved on. So it felt a little disingenuous that Randall was this worked up and made it a point to say this ruined our family and refused to listen to Beth. And and honestly, who doesn't choose door number Beth? Me. You're out of your mind. Out of your mind. If listen, you... door number Beth is going to be there tonight. Door number Beth's going to be there tomorrow. Door no, number Beth is going to no, be there no, for all the time. Because no, no. I'm married to you. This is what I need to go. And I can't do it any other I day. Will, I will tell you this. If you had said those things to me, I would have said... Even if I felt that uh, convicted about it. You would I, never feel that convicted about Well, that. no, but it, whatever it is, if I felt that convicted about something and then you said, listen, your wife is standing here in front of you. I'm just a girl asking a boy to, to hang out with me because I'm in primo mode right now. I would say, you know what? That's right. That's my wife talking to me right here. That is far more important than anything else that I want to do. And you know that's true. Well... It's just a lot about you and your personality, too. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. All right. But my great, of course. It like, is, I love you. And I love you for that. And thank you for saying you'd pick me. I would always pick you. It, it is. I always say there's a 0.0 chance. That is a 101% chance that I'm picking you each time. And thank that's you. just me. I'd invite you to come with me. Mm. Talk about 0.0 chance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My great is the semi bookends in this episode. Uh, and as you all know, a Mary and Blake media commandment is bookends. You want me to feel good about your show or your movie? Give me a bookend. And as you all know, bookends are when you show something in, in the beginning and then you recontextualize it in the end with the same exact idea or even the same exact shot or sound. In this particular case, the semi-bookend is that fact that Kevin goes into um, Kate's room, Kate's house, mm-hmm. uh, and you know looks for comfort and ease, and says, "This is really happening, uh, Kate. This is going to get bad." Talking about his mother, and then using that as an opportunity to inform what ha- what he 
happens to him as a child after the Challenger explosion. Kevin, after blowing it off, saying the TV's not real, this is not a thing, he goes back into Kate's bed. Kate gives him a pillow as she does in the first scene and said, and he says, mom, our parents are going to die. And then he recognizes that from, from then on in such a great opportunity uh, for those characters. Again, this show knows their characters so well. And this episode is a perfect example of how they do know their characters. That is the GBG, Marvin. Are you ready to get into some big three feedback? Sure am. Let's do it. And we said, that's three, big three. All right, Kathy Tasca Panetta on Facebook says, hey, I probably give this episode three lemonades. Uh, The Challenger was something I remember watching live and the devastation was shocking. I liked the whole Tang thing and each child taking it in differently. I was super disappointed about how they ended the last season with Kate in a wedding dress. And I feel like that was not even touched upon. What was that about? I love that Randall is so compassionate, but I also love that Beth centers him. She seems to be thinking a little maybe of what I'm thinking. When I was young or our house was broken into and my father was confronted, that's something you never get over. I don't think I could forgive. Don't judge me. I'm just being honest. But when you're that terrified, I saw a change in my father. He looked at the world differently and after that, and I don't blame him. The whole Madison story was boring. I don't know. I think it just could have started off on a better foot. Alyssa Emmons on Facebook chimes in. She says, 4.8 lemonades for her. I cried for reasons I didn't expect. I wasn't quite born yet for the Challenger explosion, so I don't have that where were you when memory. But I currently live in a very popular neighborhood of the astronauts, and my neighbor two doors down were best friends with the Challenger commander's family. She was the one that took them out to dinner that night. Oh, my god! So when little Randall made the comment about someone making the dinner for the teacher astronauts' kids, I lost it. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I don't blame you. Holy Seriously. smokes. All right, we got a voicemail in here, too. You ready? Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, you got you to gotta connect yourself Come here. Get down. <laughs> Mary's got to connect herself into the system. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I didn't you know, know it's that like the big three was going to be audio. You know, it's just like you know we're supposed to be professional over here. It's fine. All right, here we go. Hi, Marion Blake. It's Gloria from Methuen. Hey, Gloria. I'm so happy this is us is back. But can you imagine Outlander in just two short months? Oh, oh my God, I'm getting off track already. Okay, so this last season is probably going to be the most emotional one for all of us. Rebecca's storyline is going to be one of the hardest things ever. Very triggering for some, I'm sure. Seeing the Challenger explode again, it was still very shocking to watch Mm -hmm. and pretty hard. Oh, my goodness. Uh, The big three, the baby big three. Oh, my God. Those kids broke my heart. They're they're so, so talented. (laughs) And my GBGs, my good is Kate being pampered on her birthday. My bad is Randall not choosing door number Beth. What is the man crazy? You always choose door number Beth. Oh my God. See? And my great is Rebecca's line about Nikki. The man is giving me a friggin' headache. Keeping it real, Bex. Absolutely. I love it. Always. Anyway, I hope you guys had a magical Christmas and New Year. And I'll talk to you later. Glory, you got to watch out. The police are coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. You know who that is? Your cousin from Boston. That's my girl right there. I'm so glad that we have her back uh, on the podcast. Okay. (sighs) Marvin, where do you want to start with this episode? Like, what jumps out at you? What what do you find that you just, 
you can't get over and you loved and you just you want to get on it here? Um, it's funny, you know, with this episode, each person is really having their own specific storyline and adventure. Yeah. So I think you just get to pick any of the big three or Rebecca. What do you mean? Who do you want to talk about first? Oh. Which of the big three or Rebecca? You know what? I think I want to talk about Rebecca. Uh, because obviously Rebecca is the main focus of this particular episode. Even even indirectly, she's the main focus of this episode. Uh, and one of the things that broke my heart, it ha- actually happened right in the beginning of the episode when Jack forgot his his, uh, his briefcase. He couldn't find it. And he says, have you seen my briefcase? And Rebecca knows immediately where it is. He says, oh my God, I forgot it. I mean, what would I do without you? And she's like, you'd lose your briefcase. And using that as a contrast against how Rebecca is forgetting everything and using that as a contrast against how she can't remember the word caboose later on. And like it, for that particular thing just broke my heart because you know where she's ending up. Mm -hmm. You know what's going to end up happening. And you see it right there in this episode. And using that as the spine, using that as the framework, um, the, the timer, if you will, uh, for this episode was a brilliant move. Uh, even even how they shot all of those flashes of her memory, how she is trying to remember. She's, she's calling on all these experiences of riding on the train with her dad or reading the story of the caboose to her kids. It's all shot in this blurry, uh, almost unstable camera way mm-hmm. and then each time that word boost comes up it's muted where she, or if she can't say the word in oh. her memory oh it was beautiful it was it was awesome beautiful and yet so uh, frustrating frustrating's yeah. the word we've got some other people who are writing in live on facebook just about their experiences of watching uh the challenger you know whether they were, were in school themselves watching it on tv or maybe they were student teachers in the school yeah. you know it's just uh such a such a big thing that really um you know the world went through a big morning together oh, yeah. that, that, was, that was a big deal at the time that was the first real major well, no, I can't really say that because Apollo won. Uh, but that was a that was a the first real major gaffe on NASA's part. They they'd always seem to succeed. Apollo thirteen, all of that stuff. They always seem to pull everybody out of out of danger uh, for many years. And then in eighty six, when Challenger happened, and it was right after you know relatively uh, soon after when the the shuttles were commissioned, this thing explodes, and it was. Like and it was all NASA's fault. It was mm-hmm. it was all of them just dropping the ball on those O rings that created the the uh, the explosion. So big deal on that. Uh, Rachel Rachel here says I love a good bearded Jack and young Rebecca moment. Me too. Uh, bearded Jack is still my favorite Jack. Bearded Jack is the best Jack. I don't know why, but when I see bearded Jack. I get warm fuzzies. <laughs> so do we all, Blake. I get warm so fuzzies. So do we all. That, that and all the plaid. Oh. Can we just give a shout out for the new little, little three? Yes, absolutely. I mean, how old are they supposed to be? Five, five I think? Six. Oh, okay. Six, yeah. They're 1980? 1980, yep. Okay. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, they're six. So they're they're like this little one's age. So of course they obviously had to recast all the little little ones who were the previous little three. Yeah. Um, but they did a really good job still getting kids who you can automatically tell right away who it is. Yeah. You know, it's always a difficult thing when you're trying to cast particularly kids, you know, and time obviously goes by. Yeah. So, um, you know, I did. I think they, they did a good job. When Rebecca, you know, screams out, you know, like the red one at the at the birthday party, you know, it shows you how much something like that can dominate your thoughts. I mean, she's at the birthday party for her, for, you know, the 41st birthday party for her kids. Uh, and it's Jack's birthday. And and here she is trying desperately to remember this stupid word. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I mean, what are you doing if you if you're one of the big three? What are you doing, Marvin? If, uh, if Rebecca just yells out out of the middle of nowhere, the red one, how are you reacting to all that? The way that Kate did, Mom, are you okay? Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, oh man, that was it was heartbreaking. I'll I'll tell you what. I mean, oh, <laughs> just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, all right. We, do you want to go with the rest of the big three? Or, I do. Okay. Uh, you know, one of our listeners or one of the commenters brought up the whole wedding dress thing and how they didn't touch on that. I mean, they did in a way. Um, they did in a way in that they did bring Philip into the fold. Uh, and although Philip mean jerk. Yeah. The, the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Mean Jerk. That that was great. That was his uh, his title on on uh, on her cell phone. On her cell yeah, phone was Philip Mean Jerk. <laughs> um, yeah, I. So what, we're talking Kate. We're well, doing yeah, Kate yeah. First. But I, okay. I, I do want to talk about Philip in that they did bring him into the fold. They did, you know, touch on the fact that this is happening, and they're somehow like they're somehow giving evidence to the fact that there's going to be some problems between Kate and Toby, even though at the end of the episode, he recovers and goes to, to be with her on her birthday. There is, there is this stilted and kind of weird back and forth between Philip mean jerk and the random girl that he's dating uh, and how he breaks up with her. And he's like, you're just boring. I don't know. What did you think about that scene? I mean, to me, it felt like he'd been trying to break up with her for a while. Who knows how many of these breakups they had, and she just wasn't getting it. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I know, but still, like, I don't know. It just felt, it felt awkward that this is all happening at his workplace. She came in there. I kn- it's her. It was her. He was probably, like, trying to break up with her for a few days, and then she storms into work, and she's yep. probably never been broken up with like that before. Yeah. And it's also laying the foundation for what he is eventually going to find in Kate, which is that he finds her interesting, that he can share a meal with her and, instead of wanting to watch paint dry or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever, grass grow, whatever he said. I can't remember. It was interesting when we were watching everything for Kate's birthday celebration, if we didn't have the context that she was marrying someone else, that she was marrying music mean jerk Philip. Yes. Um, 
You would think that everything. I would normal. think everything was fine because the way that the food was in the fridge, I took that that Toby made the food and labeled it for Kate since he was gone. Yeah, that's how I took it. That Toby prepped all those meals and like sticky sticker labeled them so that, that way she would have it easy because she's home with the kids by herself while he's in you know doing work. Um, so he to me he prepped all that stuff for her. He made sure that she had a massage, got the children. Yes, that's not what he's normally like, but on the flip side, you know, he did something really nice that she does appreciate. And then he still does fly home to see her. So from not keeping what we know from the season finale last time, you know, in our fresh in our minds, I still thought that was a very nice distance birthday. And but knowing that what we do know from the season finale it's it's this it's those little things that inform what we do know, and we look at Toby um, rushing off the off the off the call because you know his boss is coming, and, and before he she can even say bye, he's already hit the end phone call thing. So like, it's going to be this game that we're playing all season of okay, is this the beginning or what is this what? What does this particular event mean towards the ultimate divorce and breakup, right? Uh, And I have this feeling of dread every time I see Toby now because I know what's going to end up happening. Mm. I know that they're going to end up getting divorced. And that sucks. That sucks hard. And uh, over here, one of our listeners, one of our people watching the live feed on Facebook, Kat, CW, she says, Philip being in the episode and seeing how he handles relationships was a great nod to the wedding dress. They have a perfect rapport. They just don't know it yet. And that smile when the kids were singing was a perfect clue. I agree. And that's what I'm trying to get at. This is what's going to end up happening for the rest of the season. Yes. And I, I can't tell if that's a good thing or bad thing. What do you think about that? If If this like clue hunting, this like watching out for all these little things how does philip you know philip mean jerk end up becoming the the husband as opposed to toby what do you feel about that that hunting process i don't i don't see it as hunting but i just see it as a slow a slow romance burn you know of adults who are already well established i think we get to see so often people you know fall in love uh in younger parts of life we don't get to see often people who um you know, are already established in their life. What is going to be interesting is Kate is still a married woman at this point. So that will be an interesting thing to see their friendship evolve and to see how he is able to hmm, keep, if he has romantic feelings for Kate while she's still married, how he's able to keep those at bay or anything like that. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Kate is very uh, optimistic in this episode in terms of her uh, cuz like maybe Kate cheats on Toby. You yeah. know like we keep thinking like oh Toby 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 but like what if Kate ends up saying I'm sorry, I'm desperately in love with Philip and like this is what it is yeah. and he's the person I'm supposed to be with which which happens, you know, it, which is yeah. heartbreaking for relationships but it does happen. It does happen and that would be it would rhyme with what was going on with Toby uh in previous seasons with uh the uh, oh what the what the heck was that girl's name? Uh, this is probably the ghost moment that all of you are having <laughs> in the car right now. Uh, the the oh, 
what was the girl's name that Toby was like talking to? The CrossFit girl. CrossFit girl. CrossFit girl, of course. <laughs> so it would rhyme with the fact that Toby was talking with CrossFit girl and, and Kate was so worried that Toby was cheating on her. Uh, Lady Kryptonite. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Um, yes, that would rhyme. And that would make sense to me. And as we see these characters, and we I, I noted at the begin, at the top of our episode, this is us knows its characters so well, right? And it it is very comfortable in going from time to time to time. Where was Gregory? Where was neighbor Gregory? How did he not stop by and say happy birthday? That's a good point. The heck, I don't know. I'm not sure. Good point. You know he would have stopped by. Kate, in this episode, as she was a child, like that that moment where she's so optimistic, even through the toughest of times, she says, you know, they were they were really high up, that, so that means they were even closer to heaven. Maybe it's easier for them. Like, so sweet. Oh, my God. That was, like, that was brutal for me. But at the same time, you know, when she's talking with Kevin, there's a moment when she's like, it, we played at the top of our episode. Kevin, we're going to find the light. It's everything is going to be okay. And it's kind of hard for me to take that seriously. And it's kind of hard for me to believe that because I do know that she's going to end up getting divorced. Do you feel that same kind of feeling? Um, okay. So I love you very much. Don't take this the wrong way. Okay. Sometimes people are better when they're divorced and that can be a light for them. Yes, I would agree. I hope you are not referring to yourself. No, as a child of divorce myself. That. No, that, that's why I had to <laughs> be preemptive with how I spoke to you. As a child of divorce, my parents are both better now that they're not married. Yes, fair enough. And so things are happier and lighter in all of our lives than it was when I was growing up. Something that this episode also does, again, it talking about its characters you know, a lot of the times This Is Us uses the flashbacks as a way to validate what we would consider the present timeline, right? Like it uses the flashbacks to comment on what's happening in the current. You know, I, I think that's part, partially true for this episode. Uh, clearly, we're seeing Randall is as someone who cares, making sure that you know, the idea that, you know, the other families have mac and cheese um, and Kate with the whole they're closer to heaven and even um, even Kevin talking about, you know, how it's just a TV show. It's not real. That's all very true. Um, and it does eventually play out in the current timeline the same exact way. Uh, you know, Randall trying deciding he's going to help people uh, more just because of the whole guy who broke into his house thing. Kate taking a great stance on uh, on finding the light and Kevin ignoring uh, the reality until he can't ignore the reality anymore. Um, what did you think about Kevin and... Madison. Madison and that whole scenario. Oh my gosh. Conflicted. I am so conflicted for this duo. First off, he's living in her garage. Thank God they didn't live in Rhode Island because that oh. man would be frozen right now. Oh my in goodness. In a garage. Maybe, and I loved how they kind of pimped it out a little bit, but still, I would assume that he needs an air conditioning unit. It's crazy to think that Kevin 
is Kevin Pearson is is sleeping in a garage. But nonetheless, that's an awesomely awkward situation they got going on. And it's tough. It's tough when your partner that you break up with starts to get, you know, a little somebody else on the side. And I am really juggling with if I want Kevin and Madison to end up together, if he's realizing I do want her, I do love her, um, or not. You know, on the flip side, I love that Madison is finding friendship and kin- kinship with, with other people. So it's just, it's a lot. I, <laughs> yeah, super awkward. <laughs> I, like, I want them to be happy together. I want them to co-parent well together. And you can see it in Kevin's face that he's trying to make it work. You know, and he's trying. Why didn't he buy another nice camper? Rather than stay in a garage. That's a good point. Maybe maybe money's short. Maybe money's tight. Because his acting career is okay. ain't good. Okay. You know, he's having to take the Manny, the mm-hmm. Manny reboot. Um, you know, <laughs> when his director said, I watched the first five minutes of that movie and I licked the seat so I could try to get COVID. I, right I laughed. I laughed audibly. You did. I, I, you did. <laughs> it was shockingly funny how, how great that was. Um I also find it, you know, this episode was so very well balanced because it was genuinely funny. Like when Kevin walks in and sees that, you know, that book club jabroni nerd there with with Maddie. I am a book club jabroni nerd, yeah. so watch yourself. Yeah. I know. That's why. And how many people were expecting Madison's book club to be reading the newest Outlander book? That's what I thought was seriously Madison. That at least needs to be on the docket for for the next uh, (laughs) the next month's book club. You would think that the This Is Us writers are a little bit more up to date on their fantasy book things, especially knowing how much Maddie loves Outlander. You would think that they should be. Uh, but if this was a birthday episode, it wouldn't have been out. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, because it's so. supposed to take place in September. You know what? They're much smarter than us. All the writers. Right. They're we'll right. Put it that way. Put it that way. They're, they're like, much it's, smarter. It's at the Thanksgiving episode, guys. Just now, wait. Now they're listening to us screaming at the radio, being like, <laughs> you dorks. It hasn't come out yet in that timeline. <laughs> um yeah, no, that guy, that guy's a dweeb and you can feel it right off the jump. But I loved how awkward Kevin was. And he's like, oh, wow, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're both going to leave, right? Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. No, okay, sure. No, you're going to share a bottle of wine together and wash the dishes. Okay. Oh, you've watched an entire season of television together. No, they, Blake. Kevin lives in her garage. Yeah. They, Kevin and Madison, what that meant is that Kevin and Madison watch a show together. You know how like you get mad? Yeah. So she watched the next episode. Yeah, I know. With the other guy. Okay, okay. No, no. She started the whole season over again and then went that much further. With the other guy. With the other guy. With the dweeb. Yeah. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. You've been replaced, Kevin. Listen, when there's an agreement on a show, you don't go against that agreement. That's like breaking an unbreakable curse. You can't break the unbreakable curse. You're a wizard, Harry. If you do, you're going to dissolve in, into into the ether. What are you doing? I'm I've, out on Maddie for that. I've done that to you. I know you've done that. I'm out on you for that, too. Well, good thing I chose door two. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't, you don't. You want me to it. come up? Can I, can I, like, have a confession? Sure. I did watch that whole movie on Netflix. Which one? The... 
You watched all of it? I did, and then I rewound it to like the first two minutes to pretend. So if you went into Netflix, you would think I didn't actually you watch it all, but I did watch it all. Awful. Not great, Don't Look Bob. Up. That, I can't believe you watched Don't Look Up without me. Listen, you can't just watch half of it. Yeah, you shouldn't have started it to begin with. I didn't know you would want and to watch yeah, that movie. Yeah, someone says we need the shame sound. Where is my shame sound? Did he hit you or did he hit me? He, I hit you. Okay. Uh, I didn't physically hit her, ladies and gents. I threw something at her. He threw my elastic at <laughs> me. Shame. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. She. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Listen, I didn't know Netflix was usually telling me to watch Christmas movies. And so I just ever, I just do what Netflix tells me to do. It says, Mary, we recommend this for you. Okay, great. You want another Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movie? Yes, please. Okay, great. You want a monkey in space show? Yes, please. Thank you. You want this thing with, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Okay, cool. I didn't yeah. know, Blake, that you would want to watch that show. Tina says it's a Blake commandment. It is a commandment. Well, Blake, you need to write down all the shows I can't watch if you're not with me. <laughs> if there's an agreement between two people that you're watching a show together, you don't go beyond. There was beyond. no agreement. <laughs> um, but I actually rewound it because I thought Blake's yeah. going to want to watch this with yeah, me. Yeah, it was filmed in Boston. So I didn't, buddy, I didn't know any of this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. I, I faked it, though. I, like, brought it back. So it looks like I only got two minutes in. You That's know, what Madison should have done. <laughs> for for uh, this episode to be entitled The Challenger and make and, and actually make the callback to when Kevin does say that his whole life turned at the moment the Challenger exploded to the girls that he was pottying with in the pilot. You know, I, I'm not sure if this episode does, in fact, validate that claim or... I don't know. What do you do? You think that this episode, you know, highlights the fact that this was a changing moment in Kevin's life, or does it does it not hold water in that case? Or here's a bigger question: Is it even supposed to? Is it is it one of those things that Kevin says to you know, to, to, thir- Kev- to girls younger than him? Like when you talk about Y two K, I think Kevin goes through a little little mini crisis every birthday. You know? Uh sure. A lot of people do. A lot of people have it on New Year's Day. Kevin has it on his birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. A lot of us. Yeah. Were you have it in February. Every, every February and September. February's not my birthday. Well, no, no. I'm saying you oh, have I this have crisis moment. have a personal little crisis. Every yes. September oh, and my gosh. every February. Uh, yep. Yep. It, there's, yep. A, there's a crisis moment. Yep. And it's like. Hold on tight, spider I go. I, I go into the bedroom and Mary's in the corner with, you know, a robe. <laughs> And, you know, 40 pajamas. <laughs> Listening to a meditation track. Yeah, with, with her sleep mask on. <laughs> and, 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 and a glass half full I, I of Jameson. I can make my own destiny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go by society's norms. Like um, all the little, yeah. No, yeah. that's, yeah. No, that's true. I every definitely, September so that's me. And every February. Yeah. It, it is. A well, at least Kevin goes through it once a year and I go through it twice a year. I know. Who I know. am I now? You know, it, it, again, we talked about how the show knows its characters so much. And the fact that they can actually. It's not actually that bad, friends. I don't uh, actually sit. Okay, I don't actually sit in a corner. Mm, I sit in bed or in a rocking chair. Which is in the corner. It's in the corner of our room. I don't sit in something with an eye mask on. I use an eye mask when I sleep. I do like to wear a robe. <laughs> I mean, is that so wrong? It's not wrong. I'm just out on robes. Unless they're silk robes. I'm in on silk robes. Okay, there's lots of robes in <laughs> door number two. Uh, Madison's silk robe. 
like let's just get let's just let's just call a spade a spade. These women in this show, yep. God bless them. Mm-hmm. They're just too beautiful. Okay, Madison. They're on the beautiful her, like, side. I would with agree. her wee little babes. Okay, yep. twins. Yep. Walking around with her hair still half curled and this sure. gorgeous like silk gown. And you some know? nice red lippy going on. Girl, like you just slept in. That is not what I look like when I get to sleep in as a mom. No. Right? No, you don't. And, and then, I love you very much, but you don't look like that. <laughs> no. And then Kate, she's feeding two babies. Yeah. By yeah. herself, taking care of them. Got all of her makeup on. All of it. All done perfectly. Any any woman will tell you, you got to do it in phases. Okay, if you if you're taking care of two babies, you like put the thing in the microwave as you're doing some mascara in the microwave reflection. Like, and you're it, hoping to not smear it on your on your yes, eyelid. Yes. So the makeup expectations from This Is Us, Mandy Moore always has the most beautiful makeup on when she's in bed. And I'm like, you gotta wash your face, Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, you gotta wash your face. How many minutes with Mary did the, Kate oh. have? Kate's makeup is always, always oh, stunning. Always on point. Yes. Always but I just, I just have to get that off my chest. I'm like, these people are so beautiful all the time. The show can be meta with its characters in, in many different ways. And I, and I think that the show, meta is, I mean, it's not necessarily the right word. It, it can be, it can wink, it can wink at you with its characters. And when Jack says to Rebecca, it's not like Kevin's going to be 40 years old talking about the Challenger explosion. And like, technically he's not 40 he was 36 um so it's just i i it's hard it's like it's one of those things where you're like oh jack i love you but you're so wrong you're so wrong and i I, but i like this i like the fact that the show can do something like that Mm -hmm. and it can wink at you uh in in those ways and as long as you're you know you're watching it with you know, real intent, then you'll pick up on that stuff. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about in uh, this episode? Yeah, Randall. Yes, I'm sorry. You're right, Randall. I apologize. You no, know, there's three. Uh, Beth was on point in this episode. And she knew it. She oh, knew it. Oh, man. And she looked at herself in the mirror and she's like, I would have chose door number Beth. Yeah. How do you, like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We've already talked about it. I'm not going to go down that path again. I don't want to get upset. But, her, she, her, Beth brought some levity to this episode when the girls won't even listen to her. She's like, okay, so you're not even listening to me. All right, that's fine. That's cool. When Deja was looking at her phone and giggling and when Beth was like, oh, let me see. What is he writing you? I got nervous for a moment me that Deja too. was cheating. That Deja, that oh. Deja was getting texts oh. from somebody else. Oh, no, no, no. I thought there was going to be some inappropriate commentary that Beth Ooh. was going to see. okay. That's what I thought. Maybe mm-hmm. some pics of Little some DPs. sort. Yeah, mm-hmm. some DPs. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Um, but it didn't happen. So that's good. I'm all in on that. Um, and even when Beth, when Randall comes over and he's like, Hey, can we talk in the other room? And she goes, yeah, it's all kind of one room. Open floor concept. Yeah. Is yeah. Really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I am, I am in on that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with Randall and how he handled the situation? I know you absolutely would have done something like that. Uh, and I have, I know you have, I, it's, mm, it sucks. It sucks when you think this way and you do want to help people because, yeah, you're not going to get the payback. You know what I mean? Like you do it. You help the guy who's, you know, driving around 
you know, under the influence of who knows what to, to get to the VA hospital. I picked up that other guy who was walking with a gas can. Oh. Um, and I drove no. him to, oh, it was a sweet little old man. And he was just walking up that. a hill and I picked him up and took him to the gas station and took him home because he needed the gas to mow his grass. Like, <laughs> oh, so cute. Not but, my chair, not my problem. But that's the thing is that I'm in my brain. It makes me my problem because I see all these people. And when Randall was saying like, you know, how he thought about William, I said to you that night when we helped that guy get to the hospital because Blake essentially said, door number one, can we please go? We were just at this really nice event. I don't want to be talking to a stranger. I don't want to be out here in the city. Like, who knows what this guy is doing right now? It's like one o'clock in the morning in the city. So Blake was like, door number one is safe, easy right here. But when we were in the car and I kept making sure the guy was following us. Do you remember I said this? I said, that's somebody's son. Yes, that's true. I would agree. That's somebody's son who needs medical assistance right now. And I can't yep. stop unseeing that. Yep. And um, so when Randall was equating this guy to William, I'm sitting there going, there's someone else out there. Someone in this writer's room knows <laughs> how people like me think, where yep. you can't unsee that, where you see these people who you will never see again, who really won't comprehend, you know, what you've done for them. Um, but you still see them as members of society. Yeah. Um, Astrid here on Facebook says, and Rebecca saying that Randall will be constantly disappointed. (sighs) You know, I, and this is something that I, I think I struggle with. Like, all of the good that Randall is trying to do, I wonder if he will be constantly disappointed. And how Kathy here on Facebook has just pointed out too, how the guy never showed up. And that is just very sad. Do you think that Randall will be constantly disappointed? And has he been constantly disappointed in people the way that Rebecca suggests when he's young to Jack? I don't think he's going to be constantly disappointed in people. I think he's going to constantly want to help people. And, yep. and he'll always see that there's more people to help. And the thing is, is that he's never going to be able to help enough people. Yep. When really, um, he, you know, there's going to be moments in his life, particularly with these teens and, and with Beth. You know, right now things are fine at home, but there may come times where he really needs to shift his focus and his time and energy back onto his family more. Yep. So, yep. Yep. you know, that's... There's just, it's, you're trying to catch the ocean with your hands. You know, yeah. there's just too many people. And and I think that he'll never feel like he has accomplished his goal. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly what's happening here is there is a slight reference to um, the season five finale when in the future you see Randall, I think it was in a magazine or it was in the paper, I can't remember, how he was the rising star. Now, something suggests to me that this is what catapults Randall into that trajectory where he recognizes, I have to help more people. You know, I have to do more for the people that surround me. Uh, and maybe that this fail, well, not failure, but the, the guys, the random guys, uh, inability to show up for this thing and possibly disappoint Randall is what fuels him to do more and to do better for everybody else. And that's what maybe contributes to him being the rising star. Um, I think that would be a fair thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a fair um, a fair assumption. Would you say would you say that this storyline, the whole Randall and the whole thing with him 
uh, trying to help the guy out and everything. Would you say that this was something that they were probably should have touched on last season? Or do you think that they avoided it because of COVID or they had to change things because of COVID? What do you think about that? I don't really know. Because it just feels like it comes out, it drops out of nowhere. And it, it feels a little... The guy or COVID? Uh, no, the guy. The guy and, and how Randall reacts to this whole thing and how it's, oh, this is like the worst thing that's ever happened to my family type deal. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I have to like go it's... back and kind of revisit those, that part. Um, you know, I don't, that's... I'm just taking it for what it is right now. Yeah. So I'm not taking it as inauthentic. I will say about the COVID bit, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this season. If they're just going to do, you know, the no masking, nothing like, okay, COVID happened. We yeah. addressed it in a season. We we did what we could. And let's just act like we're far enough in the future that it's not, yeah. Yeah. you know, still doing what it is doing to society and everything right now. So, but I did like that they referenced it. Um, but my hope is kind of that it's done Yeah, because it seems like it's done. Everybody's hanging on out. They're on the two, two trains and, yeah, I know. you know, seeing each other. So, um, Rachel yeah. and Astrid here on Facebook says maybe because Randall was left on a doorstep. So he, uh, and he was saved. So he wants to save others now. Uh, maybe he feels like he's, you know, paying it forward, or maybe that is what motivates him to do it. Uh, Dave here on Facebook says the bailiff would never give Randall a few minutes with the burglar guy out of nowhere. You know, I, you know, I think that's fair uh, to say that. But given the fact that the guy voted for Randall, I think they provide enough reasoning where the guy would respect Randall enough to at least give him a couple of minutes with the guy. I think that would be okay as long as the bailiff was like a few feet away. You know, I think that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold on. I got cat with a hot take. Oh, I'm going to say, well, okay. okay. All right, you know what, cat? We'll do, we'll do the hot take for you. Cat has a hot take here. She says, uh, I don't know if it's been mentioned or conspired before, but I was thinking about Kate and Philip getting married and how at the end in her, the future, Toby says, I don't know if she would want me there. I think he's talking about Kate. And I think it might be as simple as Kate moves to England with Philip where he grew up or he needs to go home for some reason and his wife goes with him. So she's not there at the end, or at least they're not planning for her to be Hmm. there. Oh, I like it. And that's why she's not there. And that, that, you know, that, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Kat, I think you're in on something here. I think you're in on that. Uh, I just want to say that there was a moment that I just want to, I want to call out for all the dads in this world, the moment when um, was it Kate brings up Splishy Splashy and Jack looks Rebecca her, it look, it, and it, Jack yeah. and then Kate yeah Kate says like yeah like Splishy Splashy mm-hmm. and Jack looks at Rebecca like See nailed it what I tell you <laughs> let's talk about Splishy Splashy <laughs> that moment was perfect it that was. was validation for all the dads on the planet. That every once in a while, you too can get it right. Yes, and the fact that Milo Ventimiglia just sold that moment, yep, I'm in. Give me all the bearded, happy, splishy, splashy Jack. Agreed, agreed. All right, anything else you want to talk about in this episode, my love? No, that's really it. I think think we covered it. Lastly, a final tidbit that you may have missed. The girlfriend of Philip, before he breaks up with her, Mm -hmm. she says to him, don't you dare use your traumatic past to break up with me. So there is certainly some kind of trauma that has happened to your boy, Philip. 
And this is probably why he's Philip Mean Jerk. And this is probably why Kate thaws out Philip Mean Jerk. Because she can help him with his traumatic past. Okay. And just as how uh, losing her dad and all the kids losing their dad and Jack kind of ruined them, something tells me that the path that Rebecca goes down does the opposite for the kids. It Mm -hmm. brings them all together. It finds their humanity. It doesn't rip them apart the way that it did when Jack died. Mm. Um, And that's probably one of the reasons why Philip is welcomed into the the family. You know who I love is welcomed into the family? Nikki. Carried around his iPad like the senior citizen that he is. You know, he takes pictures on that iPad. (laughs) Talking about how he's on Facebook so all day, stalking Sally. Oh my gosh, I love it! And Rebecca at the end, yeah, giving just her like, a freaking headache. Oh my god, would you just go see her? Stop complaining. I love this this household, this three house. Of this is great. Miggy, Nikki, and Rebecca. Yeah, I I think. I would say that at the end, it came, it became a little much with Nikki being like, "Okay, guess it's just another day with me stalking on Facebook." Like. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a little dorky. But you know what? I, I like the fact that Rebecca did what she did. And the fact that Nikki is struggling so much to go see Sally. I'll tell you, I, I want to see this play out. I, I'm looking for it. I know hashtag who are they, but I really want to see the whole Sally and Nikki thing. Hey, you know what? I bought in last season. Okay. I bought in. Okay. I bought in. We're here. And I want Nikki to be happy. I, I, I do see, too. I want to see how it goes. I do too. All right. I think it's now time for... Uh, my favorite segment in all of Mary and Blake Media. Ooh, what could it be? Are you ready? What could it be? Are you ready? Here yes. it is. What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right. In or out, of course, brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Yes. Mary, tell us a little bit about Minute with Mary. So MinuteWithMary.com is the other thing that I do in addition to podcasting and momming. It's all about your skincare and your makeup needs. So if you are looking for a new tube of mascara or you need some new skincare, I would love to be your makeup lady. Head on over to MinuteWithMary.com or you can go on Facebook and search the hashtag MinuteWithMary and request to join my VIP group. I will take care of you there, my friends. All right. In and out. Let's do this. Actually, go to MinuteWithMary.com. Mary.com slash discount okay. to get yourself some life-changing mascara for a big discount. One that is not available to the public. It is only available for Mary and Blake listeners. Okay, here we go. In or out. Marvin, in or out on Tang? I'm out. Okay. I think I'm out on Tang too. And it's great that Tang was used in the Challenger episode because Tang was invented for astronauts, which I love that fact. I didn't know that. So I, that's why you got me. It is. That's why you got me. All right. In or out on air poppers. Oh, so in. I am so in that it's like, <laughs> I, after this, I am Googling what is the Porsche of air poppers because- yeah. I mean, my air popper. Your air popper is pretty good. My air popper actually does all that too. It's the Orville Redenbacher special. I do have that one. I know, but it's not teal. Not teal. When I saw that there was a teal air popper, (laughs) what? I love air pop popcorn. My kids love air pop popcorn. Do you? Here, we got one right here. Do you love when I make popcorn at home? What do you like in it? Uh, I like the butter and salt. 
Yeah, yeah, that's my girl. girl. Yeah, girl. You see, I'm going to say this. I, I'm going to go, I'm unpopular take. I'm out on air poppers. Want to know why? Why? Because you just like all the gross chemicals from the microwave popcorn? Yep. I know you do. Give me all the gross chemicals from the microwave popcorn. Yeah. Give me all that butter. Give me the salt that's already included. With the air popper, what, what happens is you get you get the seeds. I don't, Those I don't are like called kernels. Whatever. Sure. That that too. They, I'm they, out. They pop. Like you put the, the, put the kernels in and you plug it in. Yeah, I know. I don't want the air. It takes too long. Give me the microwave. 30 seconds. I'm out. I'm done. I'm already eating the popcorn and you're still waiting for the things to start popping. Forget about it. Okay. I'm in. I'm in on microwave popcorn. All right. In or out on space exploration? In. I'm in too. I just won't go. Thanks. I would love to go. You can go. Like get me get me a seat on Bezos's giant, you know, um, phallic <laughs> – um, phallic-looking rocket that he, that he has. Yeah, I'm all set. You... Uh, I, I would totally go up there and check it out and see what it looks like. I'll be the girl at the computer. Take a left. <laughs> looks great. <laughs> Especially with that new uh, satellite they just put up that it can like see like so far into space like 30 times what know the Hubble there. can do. Don't want to know what's happening. And there. it can even look back in time, essentially. You know, I'm going to tele- die before like any big things happen and been out of space, most likely. Do you know that some lady in like Siberia predicted, like some blind lady in, in Siberia predicted that aliens are going to come this year to Earth? And like she's made predictions before wait, and they've all wait, come true. They've already been here. Yeah, but like openly, like walking around, like, hey, how are you? Oh. Yeah. We're aliens. What's up? Like they're walking around? Walking around. Have, having some tea. Uh, I'm not saying they're, they're if going If they drink like, tea, yeah. I'll do it. I'll drink tea with an alien. Okay, can we move on? Yeah. How did we even get to this? In or out, Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> aliens drinking tea. In or out on Ario Speedwagon. In. I'm in on Ario Speedwagon. They're not the new Beatles. No. Sorry, Jack, you fool. But I, I roll with the changes. I'm in on roll with the changes. I might close out to that song. Yep, I'm in. I'm going to do that. Uh, in or out on train rides. Very much so in, except if it's hot. Yeah. Because I took Blake on a hot train ride. Oh, that was misery. Days after he had gallbladder surgery. Sorry, Blake. Misery. But normally I like train rides. I do. Misery. I love taking the train, um, you know, down to New York City. And I love, I just love trains. I do. I'm out on I listen. I actually... Most nights when I need a sleep story, mm-hmm. I listen to stories on my Calm app. I'm not mm-hmm. sponsored by Calm, but I probably should be because I talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, but my favorite sleep stories on the Calm app are trains, train rides. Wow. Okay. Yep. No, I, I think I'm with you on that one. With the Scottish train one, the Calm app? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the on that one. The Flying Scotsman, that one's great. But I mean, no joke, I have an entire like library of them talking about different train rides. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I'm out on train rides because I don't like sitting near people. I don't want to be near people. I don't want none of that. I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to have to like you don't walk have to around talk people. to people. No, no, because you, you always got somebody that's sitting next to you that wants to talk to you. Oh, they're reading your paper. Or they're watching your iPad. No, they no, they always do. They always do. If I'm going on a train, I want it to be like Hogwarts, the Hogwarts Express. I got my own cabin. You can leave me alone. You don't have your own cabin. You're sharing it with three other people. Yeah, but people that you probably know. I, I would buy a full cabin just for you and I. Or, or I want it to be like on the Orient Express, or the like you know the movie Mur- Murder on Orient Express, where you, like you have your own sleeping cabin. I, I, I don't want anything to do with train rides. Oh, I, I want the White Christmas. 
train ride. You know what Where me? you get to go and you get to go to have a sleep, and then you get to go have a little snack and sing with people. <laughs> snow, snow, snow. Yeah. You're the person I'm trying to avoid. I don't want to sing with people. Hmm. I don't want to sing with people. Yeah, door number two is looking great. <laughs> you know, what it is, I don't want to deal with trains because, first of all, they get me mad because if you're late, they say, I don't care, we're going. But if they're late, oh, you got to wait. You got to wait. It's not their problem. You got to wait. And then secondly, if I if it's going a short distance, I can just drive there. And I don't got to worry about it. I don't got to worry about stops. I don't got to worry about other people. Just give me the car. I'm driving. I love that I can nap. I don't have to drive. Ugh. It's relaxing. All right. In or out at, on kids' rides at the amusement park. Like what kind of an amusement park are we talking about Well, here? Uh, Santa's Village. Let's call it that in New Hampshire. I'm in. I'm out. Okay. I don't like them. All right. <laughs> in or out on book clubs. Totes in. Oh, so out. All <laughs> you dorks with your book clubs. I know we have a couple of book clubs like, that we there's sponsor. There's one on our thing called Blake's Book Club. That's a digital book club. I'm talking about all you dorks that get together in person and have your wine and talk about a book that you've been reading. Blake, you know that's literally all of us. It's out, 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 out. In or out on binging TV shows. Mm, I don't know who these people are who watch TV all the time. <laughs> Nonetheless, the ones that talk about it. Like, not only do they watch it, but then they talk about it. Yep. Who are these people? Like, just, just losers. That's oh who they are. Gosh. I'm out on binging TV shows now. I think when it first happened, I was in, like, the novelty of it all. Like, then you became a parent, and you don't get to do that anymore. Yeah, you you be- watch one, and then you fall asleep, and you wake up drooling on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. I will say that I like the week-to-week option i like when shows come out week to week it gives me it gives me a chance to soak it all in think about it give it to me do some water cooler talk you know i'm in on that um i'm sorry what what did who are are you even seeing at a water cooler none of us get to go to a water cooler anymore wait did you just say give it to me (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) uh in around on open concept houses in I'm in too. Love open concept. I don't want any walls except for the bathroom and the bedroom. That's it. No walls. Don't need walls. Uh, yeah, I do. I need some walls. For what? Closet maybe? Children. <laughs> Children. <laughs> well, no, you put them in their bedroom. That's why you got the walls uh, for that. Uh, lastly, in a route on box mac and cheese better, being better than homemade mac and cheese. In. I'm in on that too. Then why do you even make yours? Because I love it. But it's not on, as good. It's on a consistent basis. The boxed mac and cheese is better. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. Like, you know what you're getting. When you're making it at home, they're variables. Too many variables. If I want a good mac and cheese, I just want to know what I'm getting. And <laughs> I want to eat it. I think for me, I'm so lactose intolerant. And like the box mac and cheese isn't real mac and cheese. It's not enough <laughs> cheese to make my stomach hurt. And I can make it with almond milk. And I'm like, eh, this is something that's yellow. Oh, yeah. But when people funny. make real mac and cheese with like actual cheese, toots magoots. <laughs> toots magoots. <laughs> Oh, Mary, that is why I love you. Thanks. That's why I love you so much. That's why I always choose door number Mary. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Uh, you ready? Got a hot take? Hmm, you do. I do. All right. Here's the hot take for you. You ready for this? Here yeah. you go. Rebecca is clearly, very clearly, 
the main character of this show. You always thought that it was going to be Jack, or you thought it was really the the, the big three. Mm-mm. This whole show is based on Rebecca. <sighs> because of that, I like the fact that this episode puts her in the immediate front of what we're trying to accomplish here. And that leads me to believe that this whole show, especially with the evidence of what happened in this episode with Rebecca looking back and trying to remember things, this whole show is about Rebecca remembering or trying to remember her life. Trying to remember, remember, you hear Felicity's heads in my camera. Um, trying to remember her life. The, the, what we think that is the current timeline ain't the current timeline. The current timeline is the future in Rebecca when she's laying in bed. And she's trying to piece all of her memories together internally. And she's trying to remember her life with her kids and Jack and everything that she has done in her life just so she can remember it. Just the same way that she's trying to remember Caboose. So we'll end up seeing that all every flashback that we've seen, it's all Rebecca's memory. And um, hopefully she can get back to uh, her current timeline and appreciate what she has there. Finally, maybe those are the closing moments where she recognizes her whole family in front of her. I just see that happening. Marvin, do I get an interesting on that? That's an interesting, Blake. <sighs> yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> By the way, also wanted to call out, lastly, uh, we have some callbacks to the pilot in terms of the soundtrack as well. Uh, Watch Me, our title song was played in a remixed, not a remix, but a, a cover version. Uh, there are some other great um, additions from the pilot uh, that were added on into this episode in terms of its soundtrack. Very, very cool. All right, you ready to close this bad boy out? You bet. Let's do it. Thank you all so much, especially those of you who are able to join us live. Give yourself a shout out. Let us know your favorite moment from the show. Make sure you hit that share button if you're joining us live right now. And uh, sharing is caring. And those of you listening later on or on the podcast, sharing is caring for you too. You can honestly take a little screenshot, put it up in your stories, let people know about the podcast This Is Us Too. This being the final season, we want to make sure we get as many people tuning in live or at least tuning in the podcast as possible to help us discuss this amazing, amazing show on television. Yes. And uh, for those of you who are jointhenerdclan.com, we are going to be doing after talk episodes that take place right after these live episodes, but not today and maybe for a few weeks. All right. On that note, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. This is us too. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.